Cool. Now, I have, uh, I was going to share this message last week. I actually prepared this message about a month ago, um, but I'm really glad I waited, and um, it's actually now going to be two parts. So this week and next week, I'm going to be sharing the same thing. It has a lot to do with diversity. We're still dealing, in a sense, with diversity, uh, and so this week, I want to talk about things that cause division, like, and how to handle uh, debatable issues. And I'll explain what that is in a minute. And next week, I want to talk about how, in a, in a, in a church community, in a community of people, how, how you handle uh, correction. Now, these, uh, these messages are probably not going to be like really encouraging, not like they're going to be discouraging, but I'm not, I'm, my focus is not to encourage you, like meaning like rah, 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 go do it. I'm just going to share the word of God and it's, and it's supposed to make you think. I want you to think. God wants us to be mature. He doesn't want us to be babies. You know, Hebrews, one of the biggest insults in the book of Hebrews is when uh, he says, by now you should be eating meat but you're still only infants and you're only drinking milk. So if you want milk, this is not the place to be in the next two weeks. But if you want some really good, practical understanding of how to deal with community life uh, and how to deal with certain subjects, uh, this week and next week is the time to do it. Let me, let me just read a scripture verse. How beautiful, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that is uh, poured over Aaron's beard and it runs down his beard even onto the border of his robes. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Haram, uh, Hermon sorry, that falls on the mountains of Zion. And it says, there the Lord commands his blessing, even, even everlasting. So he actually commands a blessing when we live in harmony. And we talked about diversity and having all different types of people. And so today, I want us to talk about how we can live in harmony uh, over things that we disagree on. You know, I, 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 think, I think their overhead is, 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 it, is it shot? Don't I have stuff coming up? I don't know what that means. You're waving to me. I don't know if that means up or down, up or down. It means it's all good. You're just going to, and you don't have a clock up here, so that means I can go as long as I want, just so you know. You know what it means when a preacher looks at his watch, right? Absolutely nothing. Anyways, uh, do you know that the only movies, I mean, other than things that I shouldn't watch at all, um, that, I, that, I, that I really struggle to watch, I can't really watch them, is when I see a relationship breaking up. I mean, I get sick to my stomach. I can't handle when I see relationships being uh, ripped apart. And I feel the same way when it comes to community. We need community. It's, it's so important. And without community, we really, it's really uh, impossible to serve God. I mean, it really, we need to be in that place. And so what happens in our lives is we like, we like the same. I'll never forget when I was in Johnston, Rhode Island. This was back in the States, in this place. We walked into an into a ice cream shop. 
right? And there was all these like young guys sitting there, right? And they were all around maybe 15 years old. Every one of them had a white t-shirt, jeans, white uh, 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 sneakers, and their hat, uh, baseball hat put on backwards. Every one of them, like seven of them, you know? Because we, in a sense, we like similarities. We like to be with people who think like us. It's normal. It's just the natural thing to do. And so we, we kind of gravitate or we move to those things. And then all of a sudden when we, because when we're talking, then everybody goes, yes, like we solve the world's problems when we have everyone who thinks alike, at least at the coffee table, until we meet someone who doesn't think like us. And then it all falls apart. And, and so, and, but then once there's a disagreement, there becomes tension. Matter of fact, I heard a guy say it the other day. He said, in debate, this idea of offending someone, he said, if you're actually talking about a subject that you somewhat disagree on, you're already setting yourself up for an, an offense to happen. Why? Because I'm going to tell you something that I believe, and you're going to tell me something that you believe, and it's not going to be what I believe. And it's going to feel uncomfortable. So what happens sometimes is we get lone soldiers. We don't like community. We want to be all alone because community just hurts because I got into disagreement with someone. So then we don't join a community. We don't become part of a community. But I would tell you right now that the principle is we cannot experience the fullness of God. You cannot experience the fullness of God by yourself. It's impossible. It's impossible. Even when, when God created man, he created two. He already committed, he started community. He didn't start with one, he started with two. He said, it's not good that man should be alone. Now, I know that's talking about maybe, uh, you know, a uh, husband-wife kind of thing, but it actually is still not good for man to be alone and outside of community. So then we, to avoid these disagreements, then we exclude so we don't, maybe we don't, maybe we don't uh, go alone, but instead we exclude and we say, unless you believe this, 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 and this, I think it's kind of funny, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm probably going to get in trouble today, but so what? Um, you ever notice when you go on a website, now it's not a bad thing, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if you ever go on a church website, you know, what we believe, this is what we believe. And some people will go on that and they'll read them, ah, nope, I don't agree with that, okay, not going to that place, ah, not going to that place. And yet there's a lot of debatable issues. There's some non-negotiables. There are some definitely issues that are not, they're set in stone. Jesus Christ is the son of the living God who died on the cross and rose again on the third day. For the forgiveness of sin, there is no negotiation. It's what is. But churches, they, they you know, but we cannot experience the fullness of maturity without diversity. We won't. It's getting quiet in here. So Christ himself gave us apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until it reaches complete unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. God wants us to become mature people, to be able to handle and sit in circles of people who maybe see things a little different than we do, and be able to sit there and love. 
Okay, let's just jump in. Put your thinking caps on. I'm going to give you a very, 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 very practical, very practical uh, thing. It's out of Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. It's a really fun verse. We're going to walk through that verse, okay? But I'm just going to start out by verse 1. It says, Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling about disputable matters. Okay? I'll read a different version in a minute, but I really wanted to read that version. I believe that's the New International Version. Accept one whose faith is weak without quarreling about disputable matters. Matters now. What was going on in that passage was that that Paul's uh, was dealing with issues of uh, vegetarians and meat eaters. Okay, vegetarian and meat eaters, and also one day is holy over another day. These were the issues that they were arguing about, and so he's dealing with those. But the principle is exactly the same on so many disputable matters. Now, I want to. Define what that is. See, I'm being kind of a teacher today. I'm not really preaching. I'm teaching. I just feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, disputable matters are not things that are sinful. The Bible is specific. Disputable matters are issues on which the Bible does not give a clear, a clear directive or command or... or doesn't give a black and white answer. So we're not talking about lying, stealing, adultery. We're not talking about those. The word is abundantly clear on those issues. But issues like participating in war, eating meat, or being a vegetarian. We already talked about that one. What you wear on Sunday mornings. Divorce, whether you can be divorced or not, that's a debatable issue. There's a lot of discussion on that. Smoking, cigarettes, is a debatable issue. It's debatable. Tattoos, whether you should have a tattoo or not, it's a debatable issue. See, and by the way, if you're sitting there and I mention an issue and you are certain about that issue, that's okay. I'll talk about how you deal with that. And as a matter of fact, on every one of these issues, you should be convinced in your own mind. I'll talk about that in a minute. Women in leadership in the church. That's a debatable issue. People argue about that all the time. Long hair. Lifestyle choices like long hair. Fashion. How you discipline your children. All of these are issues that some will say, it's obvious in the Bible. Well, eh. quiet in here. What style of worship you should have? What style of music you can listen to and you can't? You got, I couldn't believe this one guy one time. Drove me crazy. You know, he, he, he sat up on the, on the platform and was preaching and talked about how rock and roll was of the devil. And then he sat down and played honky-tonk. And if you know what honky-tonk is, it's right out of the bars. But he was convinced in his own mind, but he would, never mind, I'll get to that. <laughs> Going to movies, wearing masks, vaccinations. 
They're all debatable. And boy, have we heard debates on those lately, haven't we? We've heard debates. I sit in, in this and, and I see there's debates going on right now. I just want to be clear, when I use the word lifestyles, I'm not referring to the, 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 what the Bible states to be clearly wrong or sinful. There are non-debatable issues. Jesus, the Son of God, the Trinity, murder, lying, the Ten Commandments, adultery, living together outside of marriage, same-sex marriage, pornography. All of those are not debatable issues. So when I use the word lifestyle, I want to be clear. Let's read Romans 14. Welcome with open arms. I'm reading out of the message. Welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do, uh, they do or say something you don't agree with. Even when it seems that they are strong on opinions, but weak in the faith department. Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. Love that. I like what it says in Romans 15, because 15 kind of is a carryover. 15.1 says, We who are of strong faith should bear with the one that has weak faith. I love that. So if any of these issues I am talking to you about, you are strong in your faith as to what you believe in that area. You need to bear with the one who you think is of weak faith. The funny part about it is the ones that were arguing both thought they had strong faith because they were convinced. So once you're convinced in your mind, you might say, I have strong faith, then bear with those who don't see it the same way you do. Boy, it's really quiet. Do you love me? Do you still love me out there? Say amen if you love me. So the first principle, very simple, accept others who see things differently. Accept them. Romans 2 says, one person's faith allows him to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak uh, uh, eats only vegetables. But the vegetable, the vegetarians were strong in their faith, and they were looking down at the people who were eating meat. So... You understand. What he's saying, he's not condemning vegetarianism. He's not condemning, and the issues I'm talking about, you're not condemning these issues. That's not what I'm talking about. He is actually condemning those, and I'm going to read it exactly the way I wrote it. He's condemning those who has, who has a standard of lifestyle and believe that standard should be for everyone on debatable issues. Let me say that again. You getting the idea? He's condemning or he's saying, you dummy, he's getting mad at them. He's telling you, don't do this. He's saying, don't, when you have a standard in your life that you are convinced of is the right way to live, if it's a debatable issue, don't put that standard on everyone else. That's what he's saying. And so we can't. And so we look at this issue. And in the United States, it's way worse than, than here. The fight over vaccinations. It's just ridiculous. 
I mean, we're talking whole churches fighting over it, like individual churches fighting over it. It is a debatable issue. Sorry, I think it is. And if you think it isn't, then bear with me, because my faith is weak. That's what he's saying. Bear with me. Verse 3, let, no, let, let not him who eats despise him who does not eat. And let not him who does not eat judge the one who eats, for God has received him. So we can fill in the blanks. Let not him who has tattoos despise those who don't. Let not him who doesn't like the clothes, certain types of clothes, and says these are the clothes we're supposed to wear, look down on him who wears those clothes. You know what the weirdest thing was? It's funny. I just happened to be wearing pink today. Did you know, like, growing up, man, in the United States, no way I'm ever going to wear pink. This is not going to wear. You know, I came here, and I see guys riding around in pink helmets. Like, and I'm thinking, what? But pink is a whole different thought here. It's a whole different concept. You got a pink mask on. I'm going to look weird at you because you're wearing pink. No, it's foolishness. But we do that because our culture has enculturated us into certain things. You know, you should never spank your kid. But the Bible says, and then you start arguing. Both sides are in there. I can find both sides. It should cause us to pause when we see these things. Let him who is vaccinated not despise those who are not. And vice versa. It's so exact, you can't miss it. And if you're, if you're sitting there and you're upset at me, I love you. Bear with me. My faith is weak. Number two. Verse 4, the person that you're struggling with is God's servant, not yours. Verse 4, who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master, his servant stands or falls. You are not the master of, of the Lord's servants. They are the Lord's servants. It's to them they got to deal with. They're not yours. So let them be God's servants. And then right into number three, because it's right along with that. You are to be convinced in your own mind. Now this is really good. Verse five says, A person who considers one day more sacred than another, another person considers every day alike, each one of them should be fully convinced in their own minds. What is he saying? I want you to be completely convinced of what you believe on debatable issues. I want you to, but, but how you do that is you go on a social media and you just agree with what everybody says. No. You should study you should study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto man. A man rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what the Bible says. 
So what you should do is you should be so convinced. You should research an issue. Young people, don't just go get a tattoo because it's cool. No, that's a foolish reason. I'm considering a tattoo, just so you know. I really am. I'm not kidding you. I'm, I mean, I don't have a problem with tattoos, but it's going to be done through prayer. And I was praying, and I felt like maybe I should get this tattoo, so I'm, I'm considering it. My wife hasn't said no yet. But don't just, you should pray about it. You should look at the scriptures. You should listen to someone who is adamantly opposed to the position that you hold. You should listen to them. They might have something good to say. And don't listen to them to argue with them. Listen to them to learn. Remember I said, go all the way back to the diversity. Be curious. You guys know this, right? You should know this on YouTube, man. It monitors what you reference, and then it just, it just funnels you right into your own thinking, and it just feeds you the very thing that you want to hear. That's why you need to query, old school term, you need to Google whatever you query. I don't know, what do you call it? Anyway, search, that's what they call it. Search, like search something totally opposite, like do it a few times so that you get total opposite views. So you should be listening to liberals and to conservatives. I mean, I listened the other day. I mean, I don't believe it in the slightest. I don't even believe it in the slightest. Matter of fact, I, I think it's a non-negotiable. But I still listened to the guy who didn't believe that Paul, Paul's letters were, 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 should, should be listened to. I'm like, all right, I'll listen to you for a little while. I listened to him for about 15 minutes. I, I'm done with you. You're not even close. Like, you're not even close. But I listen. I try. You know? The, 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 the discussions on, on transgender and all that stuff. I listen to all of it, both sides. I want to listen to the most liberal and the most conservative. I want it all. Why? Because I need to be convinced in my own mind what I believe. And on debatable issues, you should be. But once you're convinced, then you can listen and learn more. You can even change. My views have changed on certain issues over the years. They've changed. Why? Because I've gotten more liberal? No, because I see some points that I didn't see before. So you need to be convinced in your own mind. And, and what I mean by convinced is you should be able to stand on the Bible. Why am I? Okay. You should be able to stand on the Bible. Uh, just really, because this really, I see such, such divisions. And, 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 and you ask them questions and they say, this is what they believe. And then you ask them to hold that position. And they haven't researched it. And it does kind of, you know, kind of bum you out. You ever, you ever hear that, that phrase? It's this, uh, uh, you know, those who do not um, study the history, those who don't study history uh, are bound to repeat it, right? You know that one? And then it says, oh, you don't know the next statement. Those who study history are bound to watch those who don't study history repeat it. So like, study. Know your stuff. Be able to stand there and be able to hold that position biblically. That's good. You should be able to do that. Because if you hold a position and you haven't really studied it, who are you following?
still loving me out there? You still loving me? Mm. You know, Bible says, I love the book, the Bible says, Bible says, all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. You can do whatever you want, but you better know what you're doing. You better understand it. For we live, verse 7, for, we live, for none of us live for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whatever you do, whether you live or die, we belong to the Lord. So we are the one. And then the next verse is even better. The, the, the fourth thing is know that you will stand before God for what you believe. Verse 10, why then do you judge your brother and sister? Or why do you treat them in contempt? For they will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Verse 12, so then each one of us must give an account of ourselves to God. So when you're mapping out your lifestyle, when you're mapping out those debatable issues, when you're trying to figure out those issues, you don't have to answer to me. You're going to answer to this dude right up here. You're going to talk to him. And trust me, you're not going to be thinking about what social media said. You're not going to be, going to be talking to him. And you're going to answer to him. This is the truth. So that's why you need to be really careful when you are studying, when you are, you know, I'll say it this way. I won't want to ask you to raise your hand, but it would be nice to see it. How many here like everything that God says? <laughs> I don't particularly like everything that God says. I don't like it. Come on. Right? I don't like it. I mean, let's be honest. But guess what? He the king. He the king. As they say down south in America. He the king. And I will stand before him, not before you. As a matter of fact, it scares me sometimes. Do you know I still, there's one sermon that I wish I could take back. It was years ago, years ago, that I wish I could take back because he, I, I said some things in that sermon that I believe now to this day are wrong. It's too late. I'm going to, you know, I, I've asked forgiveness. I've asked forgiveness, but that's the deal. So you need to be convinced in your own mind. You need to study. You need to really look at what God is doing. Look at how you're going to stand before him and say, okay, God, I've studied this. Everything I've done, I've prayed about it. I've looked at it. Okay, God, on these debatable issues, this is where I stand. Know you're going to stand before God. Now, the last principle, number five, is the most difficult, the most difficult difficult issue. It is the one that will cause your head to spin. Reason? The first four all deal with you. You're on an island. Be convinced in your own mind. Be strong in your faith. Know you'll stand before God. All of these are you and you alone. But the last one says this. This one gets you every time. You are responsible to others. Don't cause others to stumble. 
So after I've done all this study and I've been so convinced in my own mind that I will not get vaccinated or that I'll do that I'll, that I'll not wear a mask or I will wear a mask, all these different things, I'm convinced. Now I have to go, oh, what about others? How does that affect other people? See, easy when it's just me. Easy to understand when it's just me. But now God says, guess what? Start thinking of others with what you believe and see if, how that affects them. That's the tough one. That's the tough one. I mean, that one is the one that twists me up into knots because if it was just me, I know what I did. I've, you know, I've done a lot of study on a lot of these issues and I already know what I want to do. But if it, now what I, what I believe affects you, now I've got to figure this out in a debatable issue. You know, and, and I have my brother, and I know I, I, know I, can, I, know I can reference him. My, my brother Billy, we've, we've, we've been together for a long time. And I, yeah, you Billy. And I remember we went up north, right? Now, I don't, I don't have a problem with Billy's tattoos. Don't bother me. And we went up to this village, and, and, and Billy happened to be wearing a, a short sleeve shirt, and he was leading worship. And they told him, next time you come, wear long sleeves because the people can't handle it. Like, because they don't know how to handle a guy who's leading worship with tattoos because of all their things in their head, you know? So what did Billy do? Billy, what he did is he stood up and said, I'm convinced in my own mind. I'm going to do what I want. No, he didn't. He said, I'll wear it then. He wore long sleeves next time because he doesn't want to offend someone else. But it's not that simple. That's a simple one. But it's not that simple on some of these issues. So that's why it takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of thought. It takes a lot of study. I mean, again, you know, Paul says this. I, I don't, you know, I don't like what he said. He, like, I'm a meat eater, man. I like meat. You know, I say to the vegetarians, my food eats your food. Um, you know. Paul didn't have that conclusion. Paul didn't say it that way. His attitude was really, he said, if it's going to cause my brother to stumble, I won't eat any meat. Dude, you just gave up a lot. But see, even in that statement I just said, it shows a lack of maturity. I've got to give something up? I thought you were dead. I thought you died in Christ. I thought everything that you did, you gave up this life. I thought, I thought you decided that you were going to follow Jesus and, and no matter what you do, you know, so everything is easy to give up. I'm just showing you something, yeah? This is why it takes maturity. This is why it takes time. This is why it takes gentleness. That's why it takes care for each, uh, to deal with each other on these issues so that when we come together, you know, if Chris and I look at each other and we think differently on these debates, I don't simply shove my stuff down his throat or he doesn't shove it down me or he doesn't judge me. We sit and we say, okay, is this a debatable issue? Yeah, this is something that's not so simple to understand. Okay, then let's just talk. How do you feel? Why? And, 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 I, and I'm able to say this to Chris. Are you feel comfortable? Like, like let's, say, let's say we disagree on something. Let's say it's a debatable issue and we disagree. I can actually say to him, are you sure you can stand before God on that issue? 
like with that position? And he's like, yeah. I prayed about it. Here's the reasons. Here's the studies. Here's the stuff I've done. I've stood before God several times and talked to him about it. I'm like, God bless you, bro. I trust that. And I receive him. Even though I might say in my mind, I think he's weak in faith. It's okay. But I don't condemn him. And I don't project my thoughts on him on debatable issues. Because he stands before God. I'm going to stand before God for what I believe. And by the way, one more thought on this. If I begin to attack him, this is really interesting. I had this talk about the other day with someone. If I start attacking him, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that he defends the defenseless. So guess whose side God's on after I start attacking him? His side. You understand? So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jew or Greek or the church of God. As I have tried, excuse me, even as I have tried to please everyone in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that many might be saved. That's the key. That's the key. So the goal, the goal is to live a life that displays God's glory, God's grace, God's kindness towards others. I think I'm done. Now, I think it's a perfect time for communion, yeah? And the reason is, communion is, is like two ways. Communion is obviously talking about being in communion with God, but it also refers to being in communion with the body of Christ, with the fellowship of the brothers. And so it's, oh, by the way, I know that one of the kids was over here stealing all the things. So if you don't have one, just raise your hand. We'll get you one. Sorry. Oh, there's some people who don't have some. Just keep them up. We will find you. Forgive us. We let the kids run, and sometimes they think they found treasures. Actually, they did find a treasure. It's just, <laughs> let's hope they find the treasure. Amen? Amen. So, like, in, 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 in 1 Corinthians, when he says, you know, eat or drink in an unworthy manner, part of his, his discussion there was because they were arguing and fighting with each other, and they, and they weren't sharing their food and all this stuff. had everything to do with relationships. So the question is, you have to ask yourself, how have I done on debatable issues with others? Have I accepted them, even though I think their faith is weak? Even though I think they might be wrong on that subject. But it's, it's a debatable issue. So they can hold those positions. How am I doing? Have I forgiven them? Have I forgiven somebody? Am I in fellowship with them? Can I love them? Can I sit at a table with someone who has a completely different issues than, uh, you know, a completely different uh, stance on an issue and sit with them and love them? I hope, 
I hope you still love me after all this. But I want you to be mature. I want us to be mature. I don't want us to just walk around. I want us to shine God's light fully, yeah? Let's all stand.